0: So we just uh, finished up Thanksgiving, and it 's been mentioned a few times that that 's just kind of the season that we 're in right now and it 's amazing how quickly the year goes by we already find ourselves uh, beyond Thanksgiving and heading towards Christmas but <clears throat> any time that uh, Thanksgiving comes around and, and other times as well, many of us uh, reflect just on the things that we 're thankful for and and how God has blessed us and I uh, I do the same, whether it's in Thanksgiving or not. And, and any time I do, um, I just find that there's such power in, in thanking God and, and giving Him praise for just who He is and the things that He's done. So today I want to uh, just talk about the power of praise in Thanksgiving and uh, the many ways that it brings about some awesome things. So first and foremost... Uh, I think praise and thanksgiving to God takes the focus off of ourselves and put it, puts it back on him it 's really easy to get just bound up in the things of life, uh, the busyness of life, and <clears throat> forget that it 's not all about us it 's easy to forget that and so when we when we when we give thanks to God and we praise him. It takes our focus and our mind off of all the things that we need or the things that we're facing and just puts our eyes back on Him. And there's power in that when we're focused on the Lord. I think to when Peter was walking out onto the water and he had his his eyes on Jesus and he was walking on water. Why? Because the Lord told him to do it and he was focused on Him. He wasn't worried about anything else. Just the little things that can hang us up. And we're we're to be focused on God. We don't have to worry about all the other stuff. When we're focused on God, He wants to take care of us. He wants to provide for us. He wants to take care of everything for us. So it's good to just refocus and put our eyes back on Him. Uh, Psalm 150, verse 2, says, Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. So it's not just about the things He's done for us. It's about who He is. That alone is praiseworthy. Who He is. God's character and nature. His love for us. His sacrifice that He made for us so that we could be in right standing with Him and have a relationship with Him. That's, that's something to be thankful for. Sometimes I think... We, we miss how awesome God is because we're looking for these big things. We're looking for these big ways that he's blessed us or interceded or whatever. But in my life anyway, I find that often it's not these big things. And God does big things too. But it's often so many little things that we just so easily take for granted. It's the little things that God does for us that we forget about. We're being blessed constantly, friends. We are being blessed constantly. And we can miss it if we're looking for these big monster things and we overlook the little stuff. It could be something as simple as sickness that's going around and it, it doesn't come through your house so your family stays healthy. That's blessing. It can be the near car accident that you were in that you evaded. It could be the car accident that you were in but your injuries were minor. I mean, there's so many little ways. I mean, I think back in my life, and using the car accident thing as an example, there's been multiple times that I've been nearly in a serious accident. I almost hit a deer one time, narrowly missed it. I had a situation, honestly to this day, I don't even know how I didn't hit something, but was driving down the highway in a company truck, and just a semi locked up his brakes, there was nowhere for me to go, and somehow... I really don't know how. Somehow, I managed to avoid hitting anything. That's a bigger thing for me. I could have been pretty bad. But but you get the idea. It's just the little things that we miss. God's worthy of our praise. All of our praise. Psalm 145.3 says, Great is the Lord, most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. Our God is perfect. His greatness, no one can fathom. He created the heavens and the earth. He created us. He made us for relationship with Him. And He made a way for us to be in relationship with Him. He saved us from sin. He's our amazing creator. His greatness, unfathomable. He's worthy of all of our praise. And when we put our focus on him, we realize that. It also reminds us that we need him. As we we intentionally praise and give thanks even to God, it reminds us that we need him. Friends, I need him. I could not imagine going through this life without my God. The things that we face, the challenges that we face. But God is, is just so faithful to walk through all of it with us. But if we allow ourselves to, we can lose that focus and we can forget that God wants to be in relationship with us, that he wants to to be there for us and love us and help us. He's there, and we need him. Life can be hard, but it's certainly harder when we don't trust and recognize and daily rely on God. Praise and thanksgiving remind us that we need him. Think about the songs we sing during praise and worship. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. You're a good, good Father. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. We need Jesus, and praise and thanksgiving reminds us of that. John 15, 5 says this, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. When we give thanks and praise to God, we're reminded of his goodness. We're reminded that he loves us and that he wants to help us navigate through the craziness of life. We're reminded that we need him to be in the center of our lives. We need to abide in him. And we're reminded that outside of him, we can do nothing. At least nothing of kingdom consequence. And that's what we should be striving for. Another thing that praise and thanksgiving does is invites God's presence. When we praise God, he comes close to us. He draws near. That's why we start our service each week with praise and worship. We invite God into this place. Because if we're here and God's not, we're wasting our time. So we're intentional about praise and worship, starting our service, inviting God in to do amazing things, to speak to us, to bring healing, to do all the things that God wants to do. We want God's presence here with us, and and we need it here with us, and we need it in our everyday life, not just on Sunday. When we offer our praise and thanks to God throughout our day, every day we're inviting Him into our lives we're giving in place. The next time you're having a bad day, just try that. It doesn't have to be a long thing. Just take five minutes. Set aside everything that you're facing, all the challenges of the day, and just praise God. I'll tell you from personal experience, it changes things. It changes things. makes a difference. It does all of the things that we just talked about. It takes our eyes off of self, puts it back to God, puts our focus back where it needs to be. It invites Him in. It draws us close to Him and He close to us. The benefit of inviting Him into our day is that we're in His presence, and in His presence, we're refreshed. There are so many wonderful things to find in God's presence. Fullness of joy. Psalm 1611 says this, You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. Who needs fullness of joy in the midst of their day? I do. How about freedom? Freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We invite God into our day, into our lives, every day, and we can be free from all the things that try to weigh us down. Who here needs freedom in their day? I do. How about rest? Exodus 33.14 says this, and he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. When he's with us, no matter what we're facing, we can, in the midst of the craziness of life, find rest. Who here needs rest in their life? I know I do. How about strength? First Chronicles 16.11 says this, Seek the Lord and his strength, Seek his presence continually. Praising him and seeking his presence is something we should be doing continually. We should always be looking for for God. All day, every day. Giving him praise for who he is and what he's done. The presence of God has the power to bring joy and peace and love and freedom and strength, and patience and grace and so many wonderful things. I could go on for, for a long time. There's lots of things that the presence of God brings. And it's wonderful. There's power in praise and thanksgiving to our God. How about this? Praise and thanksgiving to God makes the enemy flee. What better way to bring ruin to the plans of the enemy than to invite God in When God's present, evil cannot stand. Psalms five five says this the boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. Who more boastful and with more iniquity than Satan? If we're praising and giving thanks to God, the enemy has no place. None. He can't stand before God. So he has to go. James 4.7 says this, Submit, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When we praise and give thanks to God, we're recognizing who God is. And you know what? Our enemy has to do the same. Every knee shall bow before the name of the Lord. So it's important that we are inviting God in. We're praising Him. We're giving Him thanks. The enemy has no place in our lives when we do that. Praise and thanksgiving to God also brings victory. Let's look at King Jehoshaphat. He was the king of Judah, and he found himself at war with the sons of Moab, the sons of Ammon, and some of the uh, Meunites. In Second Chronicles twenty three through 4 it says this. Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord. We already talked about that. He's seeking the Lord. He's already on the right track. And proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. So now we're going to skip down to verse 14. Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jezeel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Manatah, the Levite, and the sons of Asaph. And he said, Listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you. Do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of of Jerul. You need not fight in this battle. It's a good thing to remember, friends. There are so many battles that we try to fight that we don't have to fight in. Station yourselves, stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out to face them. The Lord is with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The Levites, the son of the Kolites, and the son of the Korahites... Stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. They rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoah. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire as they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord. For his loving kindness is everlasting. When they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so they were routed. For the sons of Ammon and Moab rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, destroying them completely. And when they had finished with the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When Judah came out to look uh, look out of the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and behold, there were corpses lying on the ground. No one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take their spoil, they found much among them, including goods, garments, and valuable things, which they took for themselves, more than they could carry, and they were three days taking the spoil because there was so much. So what did they do in this this case? They didn't bring weapons. They didn't even lift a hand. They didn't fight. They just praised God. They brought praise and thanksgiving to God, and he brought the victory. Praising God on the battlefield may not seem like a good strategy to some, but Jehoshaphat trusted God, and he trusted him to fight the battle for him. God wants to fight our battles too. But we've got we to gotta let him. We've got to give him place. When we give praise and thanksgiving to God, it can bring victory in our lives. So think about some of the things that you might be facing right now. Maybe it's a battle you've been fighting for years. Maybe you haven't found victory yet. I propose that maybe we give this a shot. Put down your arms and lift up your arms to our God and Father and give Him thanksgiving and praise and watch Him bring the victory. We just have to trust God. We have to praise Him, follow His lead, and He'll bring forth the victory in our lives. Another amazing thing that praise and thanksgiving to God brings is freedom for the captives. It sets the captives free. Let's look at Paul and Silas. In Acts 16, 22 through 30, it says this The crowd rose up together against them, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. When they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? If I could get the worship team to come up. So there are a lot of things that that Paul and Silas could have been doing in that prison. They had just been beaten with rods, imprisoned and shackled. They could have been down on their situation. They could have been frustrated at God. They could have been doing many things. But they chose to sing hymns of praise. They chose to give thanks to their God. Praise and thanksgiving sets the captives free, friends. I love this story because it's not just Paul and Silas and the other prisoners that were freed, but the jailer and his family as well. If we continue on in verse 31. So the jailer had just asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And their response was this. They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. And he took them That very hour of the night, and washed their wounds, and immediately he was baptized, he and all his household. And he brought them into his house, and set food before them, and rejoiced greatly, having believed in God with his whole household. Guys, these are just a few examples. There are so many more examples of the ways that praising God brings forth so many amazing things, it sets the captives free. It returns our focus to, to Him. It reminds us of our need for Him, our dependence on Him. It brings salvation. Guys, God can use our praise and thanksgiving in the same that He did for Paul and Silas. We don't have to be in jail. We may just be facing a really hard situation, one that most people would look at and the last thing that they would expect in that situation is for us to be praising and giving Thanks. But, in our thanksgiving and praise in that situation, they will see Christ. They will see Him through us. They will see a glimpse of our God and His goodness. That He is faithful, true, loving, and kind. Our praise and thanksgiving to God can point people to Jesus. I enjoy thanksgiving, but... I enjoy even more remembering of all the ways that God has been faithful and giving thanks to him. So I'd just like to challenge us in this season not to miss the little things, not to miss the big things. Let's just be praising and worshiping our God in all we do every day, giving him place. Because he wants relationship with us. He wants to take care of us. He's a faithful and praiseworthy God.